0: Hey guys, Andreas gamboa Barrera here, creator and co-host of the Ponytails podcast. Nick Traverde is my co-host and if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. This is season three, episode one. We are super excited for some of the big changes that we're making here in the podcast. We are now monetized. We are now partnering with several book alumni who are supporting our cause and believe in us as well as we are getting the stable open which means our patreon is live and alive so please go to patreon if you don't find it go to the link in our bio go scroll to the bottom you can find it on patreon just search p-a-t-r-e-o-n ponytails podcast on google you'll be able to get there there are two different tiers as of now please go on there if you want to support guys this is an exciting moment in the podcast history our merch is going to be launching this month we have some giant guests coming up and grant greeter jim potts todd McWhorter brian harbin alex black we have a variety of europeans in the mix now that are going to come into the future mix this thing is growing and we are moving along with it such a joy and such an honor that you guys are having fun with it that you guys are enjoying it so a big thank you from us here at the team naomi nick and i we will also be adding some new team members here shortly it's all moving so we hope that uh you would continue to support us on youtube follow us on instagram facebook subscribe to us on you know spotify apple music make sure you uh get plugged in to keep up with the changes uh this week Uh, We are starting Season 3, Episode 1, I think I already mentioned this, but today um, we had a pleasure of talking with Robert Clare. What a wonderful human being. The whole episode was full of lessons from the very beginning about getting out of a negative mental space and using the book experience to really grow and self-improve. Robert was a fantastic guest, we enjoyed talking to him a lot, and so I hope you enjoyed this one as well. Guys, thank you so much for being here again. And um, without further ado, Robert Clare. (laughs) Uh,
1: Recording in progress on episode number 64 of the Ponytails podcast. Hey, I'm Nick. This is Robert, Robert Clare. We got Andres in the house uh, for an awesome episode, partly in person here in Gainesville. Uh, Robert sold for six summers out of UF as an old gator himself and as uh, currently in grad school here, double gator, double gator, double gator. chomp, chomp, yep. two bit, all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, it's been awesome to, to hang out with Robert here since moving here a few months ago, but, uh, Robert here is, um, you know, a longstanding book man with a story career top producer one time and a few other times Yeah, he's been to a few <laughs> sizzlers, right. Yeah. Um, uh, sold, uh, 2014 through 19 and, uh, you know, we're excited to have you here, man. Thanks, thanks for Mark. thanks for your time. Of course, I appreciate it. Of course, it's awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've been listening to uh, listen to a few, and uh, definitely, it's cool to. It's kind of like a, a fast forward in time, like listening to advanced sales from like people back in like the yeah. '90s, and then I like listen to a podcast of like them this year, and it's like, oh, cool. You know, you get yeah. to hear like both <laughs> sides of the coin. So it's, it's yeah, cool. I dig it. I appreciate it.
0: You guys hear me okay? Am I coming through fine?
2: You're coming yep, up to Gray get, Area Loud and Glare.
0: Good stuff. Hey, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, of course, it's, man. Appreciate good it. good to have you. Um, I like hey, I, yeah. um, as we get started, before we get started, I got to make a couple of announcements because some people may not know this, and this is actually pretty recent stuff. First of all, look at this merch that I'm wearing. Uh, I ordered a large. They ha- they sent me a, a, a small. I might have clicked wrong, but I'm wearing the small anyway because you, know you I'm like a, it. I'm You've been
1: working out. You know you like Feel that sweater.
0: I'll tell you about my workout plans a little later. Um, but huge things are happening. So we're going to do a, quick, a couple quick announcements at the beginning uh, to take advantage of this firm spot and then we can get going with the show. One, we are now officially monetized and sponsored. <laughs> so this is super exciting news. We have a few people that you're going to hear about today. Uh, all alumni, we wanted to keep it in the family and so therefore. We uh, reached out to some folks who we know are doing badass things, and uh, and and who sold who sold books, and they're killing it. So uh, our the, the first person I wanted to bring up was uh, Seth Hood and Zane Gallagher. Seth Hood sold for five summers. He's a very good friend of mine. Guy's a stud. He actually just won uh, his first like competition or like for like the bodybuilder competition on his first try. Like. Killed it. It was crushing. It. I. I was. I was living with him when he was like prepping for this. It was amazing. Guy's a stud. But uh, one of the things that he was always talking about was like, hey, I, I. You always. You always want to know what it's like to have or to live in like on, a, on an elevated uh, way of life, like an elevated state. So it's like you're. You're looking to be the person that you. That you were meant to be. And so if that's if that's you, you know, it's it. It could be a reality. So one of the things that you can do is you're, you can live on your terms, um, you could lead the way for others to do the same, you have a life of energy, a life of fulfillment, and a passion, that was kind of Seth right there. So how to elevate wellness with Seth and Zane, um, they're gonna prioritize elevating you to levels where you know the person that you described above, that we described of living this life of fulfillment, could be you. So uh, make sure you reach out to us so we can get you in contact with those guys. We are doing some awesome things with them. I'm actually gonna get started with them. Uh, he's gonna be my coach. As nice well, um, and so I want to get into some shapes of this sweater. Don't that sweater, actually
1: Part of the deal is uh, I'm supposed to yeah. and show progress because I'm doing it too in the next year. <laughs> we'll see um, if we'll, we'll allow that. that. We might do we might
0: seen. do some before and after pictures for Nick. We'll have uh, to for all the uh, ladies out there listening because uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it's pretty cool. So what they do is they create pretty good systems and structures and so it's easy to keep accountability and training and nutrition and your mindset. So those guys are crushing it out there. If you guys are looking to kind of get into that bod, uh, to Sizzler bod, they got different programs you guys wanna go for sure check it out with them. We'll be doing it for I'm sure. That out. Bizzler bod that's coming up, if you got a uh, Sizzler or something coming up, that is the kind of stuff you kind of wanna talk about. Shoot us a message, DM us on Instagram, cool. On that note, let's get the show on the road.
1: <laughs> let's do it. if you Robert, couldn't tell that was an your, ad your big yellow and spon- water bottle we're sponsored now. we're Amazing. sponsored by
0: elevated this is wellness baby it's exciting crazy. thank you Andre. We're, so we're excited about this this is the announcement yeah, number yeah. one announcement number two okay. is is we have a couple of important uh, big big names coming up as well uh nick will talk about a little bit more about grant greeter and todd mcwhirter mm-hmm. are scheduled to be awesome. on the podcast coming up so let's yes. go Took a
1: trip
2: to grant Greeter's retirement party. I think like yeah, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw you there. I was there. Alex <laughs> and I randomly <laughs> and yeah. drove to Nebraska because you love Grant. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna
0: Grant Greeter. I was asked.
2: Party. I was like, do you want to go to Nebraska? And I was like, sure, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's let's go. Some- so,
0: yeah. on that note too. On that note too. So last thing is, uh, we got some merch
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming, and then obviously. Uh, yep, that store is going to go live the link will go live on our Instagram and on our Facebook So make sure you guys go like there to find out more uh, about how you can get some of these awesome hoodies We got some other stuff coming up for you guys, too So get excited about that and then the last thing is um, we started the pony stable Yes. So this is huge. Disables a group on Facebook for our fan base. And we're going to be having interacting uh, things that you can do on there. There's specific tiers that you can, uh, if you support us on our Patreon, you can be in more and more involved in the podcast, including being able to sit live in the zoom meeting on some of the select episodes that we have coming up and getting discounts on our merch and exclusive merch and a bunch of other stuff. So go check it out on Patreon. It's on our links in our bio on Instagram. That is it sorry the only reason we're doing these announcements right now is because we haven't seen you guys on instagram for about a week because I, I have been gone and i wanted to let everybody know season three is officially starting with you my man so let's take it from the top who wow. the hell were you <laughs> before? so
2: who <laughs> am i or who were i no,
0: who were you who were i let's go back, in time. Let's go back in time I? who were you before Guess somebody I? decided to say hey what are you doing this summer or whatever tell us about was... your origin story
2: i was still robert but a different Robert, right? So uh I was uh, a <laughs> freshman in college and uh, I feel like I had a pretty like standard um recruiting story, right? Uh surveys in my class, University of Florida big campus. Um whenever I was uh recruited, Meredith Gardner's, my student leader. I know she's been on the podcast. I remember uh Amy Porosi, um who's DSL now, made uh and one of the announcements in my physics classes, handing out the surveys. Right. And so I had a pretty traditional, um, you know, like exposure at the time I was, um, I was working like 35 hours a week and doing a bunch of classes and kind of just grinding and, uh, just like making ends meet. And I've always wanted to go in academia. So now I'm in grad school. Uh, I want to become a professor and I knew that my classes wouldn't always be as easy as they were for me. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to work 35 hours a week and, and, you know, do 17 credit hours, like every semester, it's just not going to work out. Um, so I was like, okay, I did the math. I was like, if I make some money, you know, and, and I could just pay my rent, I won't have to, uh, work so much. Right. And, uh, yeah, then, then did one summer. I was like, fuck that. Um, you know, I was, uh, I had oh, a pretty, yeah. I had a pretty rough, start. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up a top first year, my first summer, I had a really rough start. I zeroed out my first nine days. Oh, um, no. yeah, that's man, was, let me tell you about oh. my Yeah, I'm, I'm I want to get
0: right. into that. I want to get into that once you're done with the stock because that's oh, brutal. yeah, it's
2: definitely, it's definitely a good story. It's definitely part of the origin story. But, uh, uh, I was in Indiana, Franklin, Indiana. Franklin, yep, yep. I it's, think of the turtle from oh, yeah, cartoon. from the turtle show, yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. the turtle <laughs> cartoon
1: show, yeah, Franklin, yeah, but Indiana. uh,
2: cool, but yeah, I was in Indiana and um. And yeah, after my first summer, I was I was sort of like, and I applied for a research uh, opportunity in Japan and uh, got like second in list for it and didn't end up going and then decided recruited somebody and decided to uh, sell books um, in like April, you know, like a month before uh, the summer. And then after my second summer, I grew a little bit and uh, I saw all the other people that grew a lot more than me you know, and I was like, I was it's like, they're committed, like they're mm-hmm. really in. So after that point, I was like, all right, I'm doing this for at least another two years. Mm-hmm. And then once I graduated, I realized I wanted to travel and needed some time to figure out what I really wanted to do in graduate school and what I wanted to do research on. Yeah. And I was like, I have the I have the best job to like give me the space uh, to kind of think about that to where I don't have to work all the time. And I can actually yeah. explore the things I'm interested in and figure right. it out. And so I did that for another two years and then uh, started doing research and now I'm in grad school. Rock on. Whoa.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Whoa. I've so actually. How did you know- oh, what were you going to say
0: Go ahead, Nick. No, you go ahead, Nick.
1: I was just going to say what, like, there's so many people who've had this similar experience of going in and out of like grad school and mm-hmm. selling books. and Yeah. Just kind of like giving time to think about grad school in particular. So like, what did you do? to find this sense of like understanding what you need to do for your research
2: yeah so for me it's kind of a it's kind of unorthodox, an and i have to explain it to like my advisor and like people in academia yeah. but the reason i recruited was to be a better professor right like yeah. i mm-hmm. i always wanted to uh be a professor and i realized i had this experience i was a uh, a sophomore in college and and i majored in math and physics right and like math is like way different than people expect it to be. I see- Oh,
0: I'm a nerd in math. I was, I'm one credit right. hour away from like a my double team. major, from, from a math major. I, almost, I, almost group, a I didn't take group theory. Ah, yeah. you can yeah. still 450, take it 457, <laughs> uh, I know, and I'd have a second degree, but anyway, love math, I'm a nerd. That's awesome, Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so,
2: uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe we can talk about my research at some point. I do applied yes. math, like I do computational do biology. It. Um, Yes, we're gonna do that. uh, But so I was in in sets and logic, which for like, you go through math in high school, right? And you're doing algebra, you're solving equations. And then you get into math in college. And when you get past like the calculus and differential equations, it's like you're doing proofs. And not like proofs in geometry, where it's like match the result to this theorem. Like, you know, it's like, like I was telling you, we had a class one day where we proved what division was. (laughs) That you could divide, right. like we proved that we could do division.
0: Yeah, yeah. We I sat in this class in college, and the first day, like the homework on the first day, was prove that the square root of two is an, uh, is not a radical number or is radical, or it's radical. irrational. Yep. It's irrational. That was it. Yep. And then it was like, and it was like, go. No yep. instructions. Nothing. Just like prove this. Dang. No like yeah. how long it has to be. Number of paragraphs. Words. Nothing. <laughs> it was like that's the homework. Come back with that tomorrow. And you're like what the fuck <laughs>
2: yeah. i've never had to think about a number so much right just <laughs> yeah. like one singular number why does this exist but uh that well that's actually part of why math is cool and creative because when you get into proofs it's like you're just like here's these rules now make connections between them and like yeah. it's very abstract how yeah. you do that but anyway i was sitting in a, a professor's a professor's office and like I had done uh, my freshman year when I was working a lot, I didn't have to study. Like I never really had to study for like my calcs and like Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I was in this proof-based class and I was struggling. And I remember uh, it was after my first summer, I got like a C on my first exam. And like that night I went back and I was like, no. And I just sat down and studied until like one in the morning. I was like, I'm no, like this is not me. And I remember sitting in this guy's office and he was watching soccer on his computer. And he didn't even look at me. And I was like almost in tears because I was like questioning what I was doing with my life. I was like 20 years old and I was like figuring it out. And he was, uh, he looked over. at me and he's like, maybe you should change your major. And he looked back at his computer and kept watching soccer. And I was like, I never want to treat somebody like that, you know, and, and, and it dawned on me. I'm like, if I want to be a professor, like where am I going to learn how to impact young people? Like, where am yeah. I going to learn how to like foster those relationships and really mentor Huge. people? And then like a light bulb, I was like, ah, Meredith, right? Like my student leader. I was like, she had a huge impact on me just by recruiting me and getting me through this. Shout out, Meredith. Yeah. Shout out to Meredith. And then I realized like, this could be the training that I need that I won't get from school. Right. And uh, so that was my whole purpose pretty much in in recruiting and selling books as long as I did is I really just wanted to learn how to motivate young people and build relationships because I want to run a lab one day. And I'll never get that in academia. So it's kind of like leaning on sales, right? Like the industry of sales to kind of help train me in a way that yeah. I won't get training in my own field.
0: That's amazing. And that's huge Beautiful. for people who are like trying to think that first of all, things in life aren't connected. They can't be. If you find oh, the everything's common ground connected, but, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what? two, it's 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 interesting because one of the things that I think Southwestern did really well was it, pro- it did provide like the community it provided and i think that's why the, the podcast works as well is because there's that community because it's a group of people who will never doubt you or what you want to accomplish right like for example if i was to tell uh when i'm as i tell like our sponsors for example they're like yeah of course this is going to happen because we know what you know you know what i mean exactly. what you've and- done. Yeah. yeah. And, and they believe in you. Uh, uh, Danny, the way Danny got my brother, Danny got told that he, he's like, I'm going to go run a half marathon. And he goes, and, or some, one of his kids said that to him or something. And he's like, half marathon. Why don't you just run a full And the, in the, came out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm stupid. You're right. I probably should do that because nobody else in your life has done that. Yeah. You know, up to then. And that your roommate just tried to cut you down and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Amazing yeah man. amazing too wow
2: yeah so there's definitely a level of like uh like you've been through the shit you know oh, yeah like you know people that have dirt pile story right yeah, yeah. Dirt, dirt pile story like if you if you've gone through it there's there's a level of like tenacity and like you can just deal with shit and like get through it like whatever you know you, you can and you can <laughs> trust that
1: met the end of your rope where you're just like i don't want to go at all you wake up in the morning you're like i don't want to fucking do this but i'm going to because i said
2: i would right and that's why people throw you money for the podcast they're like yeah because you're gonna do it because like if you can wake up at like 6 a.m and go knock on doors and like get fucking pumped up you can get on you can get on (laughs) zoom in your fucking hoodie comfy and sit and like talk into a mic you know right you can do it yes i can (laughs) yes you can
0: Dude, that's awesome talk to me about that first that that cold bucket of water of nine zero days
2: yeah so my uh my first summer i had a lot of um going throughout high school i was uh definitely very stuck in my ways in terms of like i believe that people couldn't really change you know i kind of felt like i was the person i was and i was kind of like doomed to be that person and yeah it was pretty rough it was not not a fun time in life and uh, so whenever I got to college, I actually tried to be a lot more of an open person. And um, I had a pretty transformal, a transformational experience. Um, and then like a week later, I got the survey and I went to the info session, right? So it's kind of like a, a, like to me, like, I don't really believe anything happens for a reason that might sound really like bland and like, like, oh, that's sad. I feel like, you know, we kind of create our purpose. There isn't one, but we we're like, we're meaning machines and like we create our own purpose and what we do. And for me, like I saw, I was like, yo, like, this is like, I, this is something I would suck at. That was like my first thought. I was like, <laughs> I would suck at this, you know? And I was like, that's why I wanted to do it. Cause I, my, uh, It was funny being a recruiter because all of the uh, objections you get from like my advisor said I had to do like I had my advisor tell me like, if you don't take chemistry this summer, you have to change your major. And I was like, well, I said I'd do it. So like, I'm not taking chemistry this summer. Like, what are we going to do? You know, and um, and so I, I, uh, I went out and just really wanted to learn how to deal with with failure and rejection because I was really afraid of failing. I'd never done anything I was bad at. You know, I'd only done stuff I was good at and I I always avoided stuff I was bad at. So I got out there and I was just like, you know, looking back on it, like textbook, all the wrong things. Like I was leaving doors and I was just like, you suck, man. Like, dude, that sucked. (laughs) I was like, you were like stumbling and like, you're fumbling. I was like, I wouldn't have let you in like you're trash, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like down talking myself and, and I, and I just wasn't confident. I remember my, my very first day. I got into two doors and the very last door I got in, it was raining and like 45 degrees and I didn't have a jacket. And I'm pretty sure the guy just let me in cause he felt bad, Cause I was like wet and shivering. And I was just like, Mm-mm, like, you know? And um, so, yeah, man, I just went through and like had a trash attitude for, cause I, so I was really skeptical, right? Because there's this direct sales company and they're trying to build you into better people. And I'm like, yeah, so we sell more shit for you, right? you know like that makes sense like you want us to be happy because we'll sell more stuff you'll make more money right and i was really jaded i actually thought people were bad like in general selling books actually restored my faith in like people that they're good and they want to help. whoa that's that's big yeah i relate to that hard
0: whoa let's dig into that yeah
2: yeah man the proof is right in front of you you go talk to people and they're like are you okay right? Like, you know, and they like talk, they really care. They just like have like, they'll have like their four kids inside and their house falling apart, but they have the time to like check on you. And I'm like, thank you. You know, like people show you that they're good. But I was really skeptical and they were telling me like, you know, just believe in yourself. And like, I had heard about the secret and I'm like, the secret's trash. Like they asked, they asked a bunch of successful old white guys, what they did to be successful. And it's like, <laughs> I just believed in it. Right. And it's like, no, you didn't like, you, you know, there's a lot of hard work and stuff that I'm not downplaying, but I, I just didn't really buy into, so I never self-talk my first summer. I second approached once my whole first summer. Um, you know, so I just didn't, I was very stubborn. I didn't buy into a lot of it. And my, uh, so I I went through those nine, those eight days. Right. And then my, uh, my student leader on that eighth day before the ninth day, my student leader, uh, Nick Morris, um, I was living with him and he was like, all right, let's put you in a new neighborhood the eighth day. So I didn't make a sale this day either, but he put me in a new neighborhood and it was like middle upper class. And I come from a pretty like, like poor background, honestly. So I was more comfortable, like where I was, which is really lower income. I was here and like, I just was not used to like being in all these nice houses and like talking to people um, like this, right? Um, so the whole day, like, nobody was home during the day because everybody's working, right? And, and I was just like, I had a guy tell me off, like, you're, he literally called me a horrible person and told me I was bothering people. So like, I walked away and I was like, Whoa. looking up, I was like, I'm not going to cry. I was like, I'm not, you know? And then I, uh, I remember I knocked on this door, this woman named Cynthia, Cindy, and I uh, knocked on the door and she just like looked at me with like all the motherly love in the world. And she was like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like I did my approach. I went through it and she listened to me the whole time. And then she was just like, looked at me and I was like, are you okay? And I just like bawled. I just started crying mm-hmm. and like turned around and just like let it all out. And she was like, honey, sit down. And, um, and we got to talking and she was telling me about her, like, she was having financial troubles like her her husband had just lost his job they had four sons she said that they were about to have to tell them that they couldn't play sports anymore because they couldn't afford it right they couldn't afford to to do and i just had like a moment where i was like my my shit isn't shit. like my problems are not problems you know and i had that realization and then the next day i had customers right like i went out and and i i didn't like do anything crazy but i had three customers and like i you know i did my thing and, um, yeah, then I, I, uh, I had a really odd, uh, first summer. I didn't have a lot of customers. I ended up with top first year, but that's just cause like, I, I sat down with very few people, but the people I sat down with, I feel like I connected with a lot and I sold them on it and, and they really bought into it. But, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was just me being, being a butthole kind of at first and like, kind of had to get past myself and I had to break down a lot of these conceptions of like. Spending money was weird. I gave a $1,000 in discounts my first summer because oh, wow. I, I felt bad that people were spending that much money because I just wasn't wow. used to it. I was like, my, my mom did not have this money to spend on anything when like, I can't, like $500 is like, what? That's crazy. You know right. so um it was just a lot of like breaking down those those belief barriers in different ways than just believing in myself but believing that people exist in a certain way and they spend money in a certain way and that they make decisions in a certain way and it was uh it was very different but it was very eye-opening but yeah yeah i ate shit for nine days and then, then i got past <laughs> it
1: <laughs> here we Whoa, are oh
0: dude. dude first of all holy ca- like wow take a take a take a bow that was a those a solid like so many little good bits in there um that you said you you said something that was really interesting that really like caught my attention was uh the like that I, I kind of missed it maybe like when you when Cindy right was the mom and you realized yeah. like my problems are like so nothing compared to some people yeah. and so therefore was there like a, a moment of gratitude that filled you or was it more like uh that was it more of a perspective that had to do with uh I'm more i'm like breaking that glass ceiling from the way that you you know grew up or like was it you know what I mean because that's a different vibe
2: I would say it's kind of like a combination of both I definitely didn't have the perspective then of like breaking my glass ceilings of my upbringings but i it was more of a moment I tend to be really hard on myself. So it was more of a moment like, dude, you've been being such a little bitch, like the past nine days, (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've been like, you've been being such a little bitch for like nine days. And like, this woman is going through hell and she is caring for you. Somebody she doesn't even know, somebody like who just knocked on her door, she's taking, she literally gave me dinner. And like, she talked to me for a half an hour. Like, you know, so it was just the realization of like, if she has the emotional bandwidth and energy to do that, you have the emotional bandwidth to do this, you know, so it was more of just a realization of like, uh, you need to chill out a little bit this isn't <laughs> this isn't as big of yeah. a deal as you're making. Again, like my shit isn't shit. My problems are not really right. problems, right? It was more of a realization of that, yeah, wow. It's a humbling realization. oh, for sure, dude. absolutely. For sure. You're confronted with all When you go talk to thousands of people, you're going to, you're going to have your perspective checked.
1: Yeah, for
2: sure. For sure. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah,
2: definitely. For sure.
0: Amazing, man. Wow. I don't even know where to go from here. Like I want to, I almost want to keep thinking, you know what you just said, or, but there's like more of your Southwestern career and we can talk about math. Too. Like, hang on. So, so this questions. was, I was going to say, Nick, what do you got? You're just, so you're,
1: that first summer in indiana you had a lot of customers that were at a, a fewer number of customers with yeah. a lot of units because you you are your units right of course something like that <laughs> uh, yeah we have
2: shirts that have our units on them and we wear them
1: that's yeah, bro. that's a great transition <laughs> plug. our merch we have a units t-shirt check it out it's spelled y-o-u-n-i-t-s because you oh, are about it i got it thoughts. there you go if Sharing you're watching screen right now Andres scanboa hell yeah units ponytails Please. podcast that's awesome um so yeah awesome. check us out um links in bio <laughs> yeah so robert yes. with your um transition into like not wanting to go back but knowing that you should you know mm-hmm. april you decided to go back into it like how did you take advantage of the experience throughout college and what were like the major lessons of each summer? Um.
2: So one thing that really stuck with me is uh, right, like the KISS acronym: keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Because like we all we all try to do too many things at once, right? And you build a house of cards and it falls, right? So you need to take time and and build one solid post at a time, right? So like one solid thing that stuck with me is uh, Mikey Andre. Right. I also like my six years in Southwestern, I had three DSLs. Right. So that was interesting too. Um, so, you know, Mike Yandre, I remember him just being like one technical, one emotional thing, like just yeah. be simple. Um, so my, my second summer was uh, positive self-talk and second approaching was my technical. Cause I literally mm. second approach once my first summer, right. I remember it was a woman who didn't have a porch, you know, they tell you to like sit down on the porch, right. This mm. woman didn't have a porch. It was low she had a doorstep, like a little concrete thing. That was yeah. like two inches out and two inches down, like a cinder and block. Right? right and i'm like walking up to your house all motivated and i'm like oh i'm going to do second approach and like i sat down on this little tiny piece of concrete and i was just like <laughs> you, wanna, you know? i was like looking up at it and then after that i was like i don't want to do that ever again and, uh, and, how and, awkward uh, is that dude bro it's like it's like textbook how not to do this right, oh, right? it's like my everything that i was about you know and yeah. it's like applying it to the wrong situation Um, But so my second summer, it was, uh, it was pretty much just like, you know, second approach is technical, because it really tied in for me, I'm a really analytical person and logical person. And my first summer, the whole idea of like, repeating your approach, I was like, they just heard me. Yeah, if somebody, if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, yeah, you just said that.
1: Yeah, me too, man. you know, i um, sorry, I guess you haven't heard about me yet. It's like, no, I did. You said your name's Nick. Like, what are you Like, <laughs> I'm not interested. I told you
2: what's already. up, you know, I paid
0: attention. <laughs> By the way, and for people who don't know second approach. So oh, yeah. one of the things that we get taught in the summer is that if you like sometimes you you go through quick through that initial contact with the customer. So you kind of back up and say essentially the same thing, but in a different set of words. And so the theory behind it is that they didn't hear you the first time, they weren't paying attention to you. And then they, they finally were like, oh, wait, he's actually saying something or they're actually saying something. And then the second time through, oftentimes also get you to sit down with them. So that's what a second approach means. Go ahead. Sorry,
2: Rob. No, very good. Like, that's exactly what I was going to say. And it's more or less like I, I had to realize that on my own right? Because again, I was very skeptical about everything. I was like, they're just teaching you stuff to sell stuff. But like, you're getting a lot out of this. So it's like, mutual, you know, sort of deal. And, um, but I just, I eventually got to a point where I was comfortable enough to talk to people, where I could get out of my own head enough to observe how they were reacting to me. And I would physically see people not listening to me, right? Like I'd be in my first approach, and because I'm like used to, I'm kind of on autopilot in the sense of like my voice is on autopilot, but my brain, I'm like watching them as my mouth moves, you know, and, and it's just kind of doing its thing. And I would see them all like their eyes are glazed over. They keep looking yeah. behind them. And I was like, oh, they have kids. And I hear a dog. I was like, they're probably worried <laughs> about their dog, you yeah. know? And I just had, again, yeah. like analytical, logical, it kicked in. I was like, yeah, like people really like when they come to the door, they're not listening to you Very a true. lot of the times. And I was like, that wasn't bullshit. I was like, they're actually like trying to tell you, like, that's the big story of like my Southwestern career. It's like, no, like just listen to people. Like they've done this before. Yeah. Be know? coachable. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was the hardest lesson for me to learn. Just listen to people. Um, And so I realized that. And so, yeah, my second summer, I went to Wisconsin. Uh, yes. I met the Packers coach. That was dope. I met. Uh, no because-
1: way mike yeah mike mccarthy yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. okay yeah oh. i sold to
2: a bunch of people at uh at the private school that his kids went to and i remember i had all these names and i i knew where he lived and i like i sold to a bunch of people around him and there was this cul-de-sac around him that i sold to like everybody to and i was like i'm gonna stack these names and then go to his house and he yeah me. yeah uh how'd yeah. that go uh his wife wasn't home
1: <laughs> uh, so you met him and he was like spouse objection pretty much she was like she
2: handles most of that and i was like damn but i talked to him for a second he was like it's really cool what you're doing you know he was cool he was supportive um but but went on about my business but uh but yeah my second summer i did that and uh i i grew uh in sales and as a person and then again i was bought in for like the the next two years and um uh, my third summer it was really just about um Honestly, being on schedule, that was always a, a pretty tough thing for me. More sure. starting early, right? That was the harder. Like, I could wake up early. I was used to that. Um, but it was more just like starting the idea. 7:30. The, yeah, bro. Like, knocking on somebody's door and like waking people up. It's like, oh, man. I don't want to start your day that way, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. That,
0: that, was that was... is a thing. That is a thing that's interesting because the Europeans don't knock until 9 a.m. For people who don't know. So for That's people who I don't know, yeah, for people who don't know, the first door sometimes it's encouraged to knock on like at 7.30 before people leave for work or something, which sometimes you do catch people, to be fair.
1: You can start but- at 7.30 a.m. and work till 9.30 p.m. and put in 14 hours of work yeah. Monday through Saturday Yeah, to catch That's everybody who wasn't home at the time that you stopped by their house because you're trying to sell them something at a convenient time where they can just sit for 20 minutes and then po- go and get their checkbook. 20 minutes later right yeah a $500 yeah. check with your name on it yeah yeah everyday
0: and, and on that note too like so the, the reason I know this is because my mom hosted for like 8 years and they were all Europeans oh, yeah. she must and be an so, age. So, yeah. yeah she's amazing she's amazing but when we yeah. when sometimes when I I'd be home for the summer you know which since she's hosted and one of the times I noticed I'm like they woke up like on at the same time but they didn't start knocking until nine and i was like that's smart
1: i mean so, there's no time to prepare your names list
0: so i think there's two philosophies
2: right think about like you're in the 90s it's like hardcore like picture wolf on wall street like i'm not fucking leaving like yeah like yeah. Fucking hardcore selling it's like yeah you're gonna piss people off but on the whole you'll make like thousands of more dollars. Yeah. And like who cares if you upset people? You're making thousands <laughs> of more dollars. Like who cares?
1: Yeah. I've right? sold plenty on my first door of the day. Of course. Like you like, yeah, I remember right.
2: it getting dropped off as a walker and like my manager being like, That's the house. Yeah. And, like go knock on that door. Yeah. You know? Um so I think that's part of the mentality, which it's like it's understandable because it's like, yeah, you get woken up, you'll get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like you can definitely rationalize that, but there definitely is a valid point to be made that that's pretty fucking
1: early, um, you know what I mean? Like,
0: Especially but- on like a Saturday morning, Ooh, oh, it's yeah. brutal. That's uh, if you don't have
1: you're it, you're gonna knock on oh. a door that early. Of course, right? If you, right? Don't, if you don't have early. an
0: appointment for the morning and it's a cold oh. call, Ooh, oh, that's- dude. that's rough. But I
1: also think of like,
2: I think of, uh, there are multiple times where I knocked on doors at like 7.30 or eight and I had breakfast with people. And they bought, exactly. or they didn't. Yeah, and they were just great yeah. people, you know. And it's so, really
0: smart that they tell you to like knock on like families that you, because like, you, you want to go do callbacks for people you've already talked yeah. to, but told you to come back later. And if they have the younger kiddos, they're usually up by that time, so it's not as exactly. rough. Yeah, but man, like, uh, sometimes,
2: what is, dude. What does Rao say? It's like the oil spill. You got to work like an oil spill, where it's like, you know, on your way home you catch callbacks, and then on your way to work you catch callbacks too, right? Yeah. So you like hit those people in the morning. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a double-ended sword. Cause I look at the memories I have with like really awesome families. I always worked out in the country a lot after my first summer, because I just loved working out in the country and just like meeting awesome families that made me breakfast. And I just sat down with them and had like bacon and eggs and just talked, <laughs> you know, had some coffee, you know, so you can't, you can't replace that. Yeah. It it, definitely man. great.
0: So that was the third summer that you mm. learned
2: that. Yeah. So, so the third summer, it was more about start. So yeah, my, my goal that summer was to start before seven forty five. Um, so I was technical and I did that. And, um, and then what was my emotional goal? I think my emotional goal was, Hmm. I honestly can't remember. It's been a while. That was 2016. Oh, yeah, it was like five years ago. That was were here for a lot of people.
1: Any of my specific? <laughs> you don't remember
2: your emotional purpose from six years ago? ago?
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. I, I can tell I you know. the lessons so,
1: that I learned, but not like well, the.
0: Yeah. What yeah. would you say like as the from then on? Like what are the couple you know couple of things you carried with you that you're like man if I hadn't like recruiting is something like to be one of the things that you. Yeah. That really, yeah, so that was a big one.
2: I um, in terms of recruiting, I like my purpose in recruiting was to learn how to build relationships with people. Um, I've kind of felt like a robot before where it's like, I have to have a objective to like build relationships, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but but it definitely was I was like, I want to learn how to build relationships. I want to learn how to motivate people. I want to learn how to challenge, like walk that fine line of like pushing people to their edge, but not pushing them too far right because that's like that's in any field that you're in like that's what you need to do right you like whether it's academia or selling books like you need to push people to where they kind of break a little bit but they build too right Mm -hmm. and um so i did that for a while and honestly i was never really a successful recruiter i i had my first year of recruiting i recruited five people and then after that it was it wasn't as good um, just because I think, um, which we could talk about, I was going through some other stuff in terms of like my life purpose and where I was and, mm-hmm. and what I needed to be doing. Um, but but definite, definite takeaways from that are people never, never really set standards for people, you know, like never set concrete standards for people. Um, in a way that sounds kind of evasive, but really the purpose is any standard you set people will probably break so you're doing them a disservice by by limiting them right so so now like even in how i teach people and tutor people it's like there's not really like they're like what should we do i'm like what do you think you should do you know it's it's not really a a set thing and i take that with me wherever i go um oh dude it, it is huge because i think back to you know, my, my student leader is awesome, but he also made a big deal about like hitting certain numbers. And then for me, I made a big deal about hitting half that, right, you know, so um, we're definitely all a product of our environment. And I don't want to be the person that that limits people. So honestly, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that I've taken from recruiting now in my, uh, in my department at UF, I, I lead a mentorship program. And I'm a professional development chair in uh, graduate student council. So I do a lot of talks on like, just like personal habits and like personal growth and Whoa. stuff like, cause it's like, I literally was like looking at my, uh, like, you know, sale, selling one-on-one, nice. you know, I'm like looking at the stuff Schedule. that I've gone through and it's kind of like low effort for me because it's been my life for so long that it's like, I'm just doing the same thing, you know, just for, <laughs> a di- just for a different purpose. Yeah, it's stacking yeah. your habits right
1: it's the most yeah. like efficient way right you just not kill two birds with one stone each page each section of that selling 101 in sales school was a day in parking lot Pretty at much, yeah. sales school nashville tennessee just like baking hot parking lot you're just <laughs> walking around with your sales talk and you're learning all the psychology behind the approach the intro the demo it was just like yeah
2: worried oh, if uh wow. if like dan moore's looking at you through the the one way <laughs> reflective glass like in oh, his is. office like
1: mm. he
2: is <laughs> he's kind of
0: you oh man that's funny it'd be more like mark rowe he's got that corner office i mean i'm assuming oh, he's, right. so he's got but that i feel
2: way. like mark rowe would just look at you you know not even through the glass
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like, what are you dude. doing pretty much yeah dude mark rowe's a badass He's a badass. He's got some production
2: in his base. He is a badass. He was like, uh, he was the first person. So like my, uh, like from my upbringing, like my my dad's very chill guy. You know, he's he's the kind of guy where he's been offered promotions at his job, and he said no. Like his whole life, cause he's like, I'm chilling. Like I'm happy where I'm at. I'm like, awesome. he's, like, Satisfied. he's like, more money, more problems. I don't need any of that. You know? And he's like, I just wanna go drink a beer at night and hang out with my family and see my mom, you know, and just like live my Dude. life. And I learned a lot from that. Like it was more of a challenge for me to not be content because I was just happy. like I was happy a lot, you know? And Mark Rao was the first person where I remember, um, I got pretty good grades in college and there was a class. I, I started as a physics major and I switched to a math major and I was getting a physics minor and there's my last class. I was like, I don't want to do this class. So I had like a B in it because I like, wasn't trying that hard. And Mark Rao was like, are you serious? You know? And he was just like giving me, a, he was giving me so much shit. And I remember being mad, but I remember like leaving, like, this is the first man in my life to do that ever you know like ever to really hold me to like my highest standard and uh it meant a lot so a lot of respect to him
0: that's interesting because that's interesting because earlier like don't hold people to standard so maybe there's like a there's like a interesting thing that comes with that you know what i'm saying where what you're saying is maybe don't have high expectations for people Mm. is that would that be more accurate to say but whereas like mark had a high standard for you and you felt like meeting it
2: ah so you're you're separating you're making a distinction between standards and expectations
0: yes because earlier yeah, you so said standards i'm so like is that like a yeah that's
2: actually really like honestly that's not what i was saying but that's a really good way to break it down mm-hmm. because well expectations bring a bunch of pressure right like right, standards yeah. standards they bring pressure but they bring pressure in a way of like you don't want to disappoint people so you're going to work hard because you want to You want to make yourself happy but you also don't want to disappoint them whereas like expectations is like stress it's like oh i'm going to do this because like people expect me to whereas there is whenever you have a whenever you have a a standard for somebody because you just look at them a certain way yeah it
1: becomes
2: your bare
1: minimum
0: yeah i think it i i related to a lot to like and i i don't know if this is what you're saying but just it makes me think of um the the mission that they share, like when they go around the meeting at the beginning of the some of the meetings, and they like, yeah, talk about their vision and their mission. Yeah. One of them is like, we believe in people for who they can become not for who they are. Yeah, or something like that. It's kind of like that idea where he's like, Hey, this is what you're capable of. And right. that's, this is who I, I believe you that you can be yeah. this person. That's and kind so of like, wow, right? like, something like that, right? That's yeah, interesting. No. Sure. And it's really he's good at that. Mark Rowe is really good at that. Yeah, for sure
2: definitely uh definitely for me was an acquired taste of a person
1: right?
2: <laughs> I'm, definitely, uh, I'm definitely not i think like, uh, statement. yeah right, I'm, right, not, right. I'm not i'm not I like think a we macho. Agree. I'm, I'm the only yeah i love mark and i hope he knows that I respect i'm respect not mark. a sure. i'm not like a macho guy i was raised by like all women essentially yeah. so like being in the men's talk and like you know seeing all yeah. that i was like all right we get it dude you <laughs> yeah. know um yeah so definitely an acquired taste of a person but i like i like acquired taste of people there's like some of my best friends are people that i didn't really fully like at first but like i realized like wow they're a really good person and they're gonna help me think differently
1: that's important i actually would like to give a shout out to uh danny gamboa because it's funny that you say that because i've told this guy plenty of times like i didn't like you at first danny shout out to this guy how do you not like danny i know right he's, <laughs> he's gonna be in my wedding absolutely I, had Dan, I love that guy i had
2: lunch with danny like when and i realized he was he's, younger than me and i was like damn i want to be like you when i grow up he's so cool man <laughs> he's, he's funny
1: i'm i'm actually genuine when i do the shot because he is uh he's gonna be in my wedding he's fucking two gambos in my wedding now that i'm talking about it that's crazy um I've the, got the like love to them. have for both you guys but uh yeah, Danny, hilarious dude. I was his yeah. AOL my uh, fourth summer, his fourth summer in Vermont, New Hampshire.
0: Yeah. Stud. Great. So. Yeah, bro. That's uh, back to so we went to Mark Rao and uh, and this whole tangent. But you were talking about recruiting yeah. I and mean, the, the the idea of of like. Being motivating able to people, people and kind motivating of pushing them to their, their edge. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good way. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's Which, really cool. And you learned, and it sounds like that the rest of your Southwestern experience, you learned that pretty well. Yeah,
2: yeah, I definitely, uh, I tried my best, you know, I, I, I definitely had a lot of, uh, in terms of balancing, like realizing I had done this for six years, but like always wanted to do something different, you know, if I could go back. I would have like in my falls where I was traveling, I would never take it back because like I love traveling and I'm glad okay. I did that. I'm glad I I went home and I lived at home and I went to my little cousin's football games and like, you yeah. know, I did stuff that was like good for my soul, you know, in that, that time is that I would never take back. But if I was like living in a like, you know, calculated ideal life, um, I would have been doing research in the fall. And then I would have been recruiting and selling books, like doing that in the spring and the summer so that I could have like built my career. I was kind of just realizing my my last two years, like kind of I felt behind. I didn't know if I was in the right place to do what I wanted to do, you know, and so it was a big struggle, um, like mentally and emotionally. And I questioned a lot, um, but but I definitely, uh, I definitely, I definitely learned a lot. I had a uh, one of my one of my recruits, Steven, is still selling books. You know, he's going on his fifth summer, and uh, definitely a leader in Eagle Blitz now. And and I remember watching him do his first info session and yeah. getting to experience that and like watch that. So I got some of that, but uh, but definitely had like my own internal struggles my 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 last two years in terms of my I recruited three years so. So most of my recruiting, I was kind of caught up in my own shit, but I still got a lot out of it. You know what I mean? I still, I still learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about what I wanted in life. And, uh, it definitely helps me now, even though what I do now is way different.
1: What a summary. Yeah. Yeah. It was difficult. Recruiting was difficult. Fuck yeah, man. Having like 20,
2: 19 year old people stand you up having being in so like at uf we have really good we had really good i don't know what it's like now but we had really good uh relationships with the university so we were in the career center right like picture being in the career center and having a student be like is this a scam you're like bro like we're in the student union like (laughs) the fuck out of at the place where
0: this would happen (laughs) yeah
2: you know what i mean i'm like go google it you know, like, <laughs> what do you want? You know, um, so there's definitely go definitely, to this website, <laughs> click on these pages, go to take, SouthwesternTruth.com
1: dot yeah, no, no. yeah. and go there. Yeah, take, take <laughs> these so Write this down a why this lying woman is wrong. Yeah, that was my favorite question. It was great. What pyramid give
0: people... scheme gives you college credit? <laughs> I know. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, it's it's weird, but the world the world's a scary place. So you know, I kind of empathize, but. Right you know, oh, people man. Google things and then they think they did their research and then they show up to you to ask you questions and that's your job. Yeah. But it was definitely a, I think, I think one of the things that I regret in terms of like not doing the research as well as I didn't take advantage of the autonomy I had. Right. Like one, one thing in every job since I've had since then is I don't really have anybody that dictates my schedule. Right. I've realized that for like the last I don't know, like five, six years of my life. I've never had to like be at work at a certain time, you know? Right. And, uh, in Southwestern schedule is drilled into a lot because yeah, you need it, but if you're producing, you can do whatever, you know, <laughs> like, like yes, if you're, this is
1: true. If, you're this is pro- true. if you're
2: producing and you're doing well in your life, then like the fact that like, if I would have taken half my time to do research, and I would have been doing well in that and doing well in recruiting, like that would have only made me more of a sell on my story. Right. Right. Um, so, like, that's that's what I really feel like. Uh, I still, that's the kind of the lesson that I learned is it, part of it. It's not like a direct lesson, it was a lesson of like fucking up. You know, and like learning, right. I didn't take advantage of the autonomy that I had when I was in that position to do all the things I was packed because it's like they tell you you don't really have a boss, but then they like tell you all this stuff to do. And you can be like, My fuck, you just told me I don't have a boss. So like, I'm going <laughs> to do whatever I want to do. Some people you know? do that. Well, they yeah, they do. And mm-hmm. if you don't produce and you don't do your job, then like you're not going to stay there. Oh, of but like if you do both, which I knew I could right? like, you Pretty know, true,
1: yeah volcano and all that stuff
2: right so yeah now now it's like more it was more of a lesson of like don't waste opportunity for sure because i look back on that and i'm like yeah it affected my sales my morality and like my teams and you know and and so now i i sort of just look at like everything that i have and i'm like what can i do with this right i have control over this i can walk away from it at any time like what do i want to get out of this and like what can i do with Um, yes. so that was definitely a big lesson to learn for sure.
0: Yeah, Yep. Oh, dude. So excited that you said that we're, uh, I just went full time with the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome, so I just made that jump that you're talking about, like yeah, take man. the opportunity and go for it. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so awesome. this is exciting. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah. I have a, I have a, I've thought about like having a podcast one day, but it'd be more science based, but I don't know. I'm like off the grid. Nick was like, you got to post all this on your social media. And he's like, who doesn't have YouTube on their phone? And I'm like, I don't have YouTube on my phone and I don't have social media.
1: And I was this like, so guy. I'm like the, the worst person <laughs> for this I kind was of stuff. I blown away. I He just moved into this place. So he only has a few things in his fridge, but. No, I'm always like that. I just Simple don't, I don't have a lot of food. Simple man. I eat, I
2: literally can go grocery shopping. I can drive to the grocery store, be back in 10 minutes. Cause I buy the same That's thing. Crazy. I buy the same thing every week and I literally just know exactly where to go.
0: Habits right, right there.
2: Habits, man. Yep.
0: That's Nick, what you one. got? Yeah, what man. you got, Nick?
2: Yeah. Well, the best advice was uh avoid the aisles, right? <laughs> All of the shitty food is in the aisles. So I don't go into any of the aisles. I just hit the outer rim of the store. Is that possible? Get, yeah bro like i don't go in the aisles i literally if you think about the outer rim of a grocery store produce. it's produce meat Jeez. cheese dairy and then you leave
1: you and beer that's true and sometimes. then maybe
2: beer so for your diet that's one of the most simple but effective rules is don't go in the aisles of a, that's where all the processed box food is so you just that's go and true. get your groceries you go and get your you go get your bread, you get your eggs, you get your meat, and then you get out of there.
0: Well, I live in Portland, so there's so many like natural groceries True. to food. Like it's like the culture here. There's not like a Walmart in sight. Yeah, so it's like everything's local visit, grocery. Man, it's amazing. So yeah, it's pretty nice. It's and people think it's expensive to. My groceries are about the same here as they were back in Nebraska, and that's it, because Portland is expensive. There?
2: in terms because like I hear a lot of stuff like through news stories and whatnot yeah, like yeah. kind of crazy shit like homeless kinda problems like, like you that, guys legalized okay. all drugs recently like how's, how's it been cells. yeah
0: okay so first of all the news over hypes for I, sure
2: yeah they're sensationalizing yeah. it oh,
0: however oh, okay. what's not a joke is that is the people who are homeless the the, okay. the unhoused population yeah, uh, is is real yeah. and that, but that's did. not unique to portland though that's unique that's that's big cities i went to austin a couple of weeks ago it oh, was dude, it's crazy it there. was brutal there i went to yeah. uh joe rogan talked about it one of his podcasts it's like the it's and it's a problem. Uh, John well, Oliver we have had a segment Austin. on it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John John Oliver just did a whole segment last week on yeah. it. And, yeah. Uh, I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Every Monday so, morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but, yeah. So, but that is real here. Um, like, yeah. I live next to uh, an unhoused person, which I don't know if that means I'm on the house or if it's just them. But literally, <laughs> it's like a field here, and she just lives in a van outside and it's like, she's there okay. all the time. It's super, super interesting. Yeah. Um,
2: it's odd. I've definitely I've seen more people in Gainesville for over the last couple of years because I went to undergrad yeah. here and now I'm here for grad school. There's definitely way more people here that are on that house. Yeah. Are
1: unhoused. yeah yeah and that's that's
0: new that's new to here too even though it's always been kind of like a safe haven for for the unhoused like that it's 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 like even more so here um and it's a whoa yeah so anyway speaking of which though yeah you said you're uf now so let's talk about what you have to now let's let's move into that that oh yeah yeah i was like nick nick feel free to i feel like nick's being quiet nick's over here just like i'm observing
1: for sure Feel free couch.
0: to chime in, brother. Feel free to chat. Yeah, that, you're right. like settling into All that right. couch. Um, Dude, it's honestly it's this, this
1: futon is really comfortable.
0: Yeah. You guys look like you. You, you guys look like you're chilling. Yeah, We're chilling. yeah. You know I mean? we are chilling. We're chilling. Like On chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whiskey. The whiskey must be good. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Two whiskey bags. Oh yeah, it's good whiskey. And they gave me some seventy-five dollar whiskey or whatever. Maybe some, nice whiskey. Yeah, some yeah. nice whiskey. yeah, By the way.
0: So, so anyway, we're not sponsored by that whiskey, but we could be, um, <laughs> okay.
1: we're collecting sponsors right now,
0: get on the train, which, for free. um, yeah. And so, well, not for free, but for, but yes, um, hold on. What are you up to now? Math stuff? Let's let's yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's so, it out.
2: So now I'm, um, so I'm in, I'm in my PhD for biomedical engineering. Um, and then I teach Pilates and I work for an education technology company. So I just have like, I'm in, I'm in grad school and then I have like two very minimal part-time jobs. And I just kind of got the
0: big brain on Robert. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, man. So my, uh, my research is in, um, so I'm a student in biomedical engineering, but I'm a graduate assistant in psychiatry in the department of psychiatry so my research is uh i do biophysical modeling so i'm doing mathematical modeling of biology and then my other research is more it's really cool i kind of get to use my southwestern experience in terms of like uh, i do human research so we're doing a ptsd and traumatic brain injury study and part of that as i do like three hour interviews with combat veterans um where i go through yeah so i go through we go through a a big battery of assessments that go through um you know we talk to people who have traumatic brain injury ptsd both or neither right so for the subject for the study there's four groups and those are the four groups and i've heard some it's been very humbling honestly but But, uh, but yeah part of my job now is very much like recruiting for Southwestern where I, I like I went to the VA today for two hours and called people on the phone and I had a script and I get people to come in for intakes right and uh, you know I, I try to like get people to come in to, to do studies and uh, yeah so so that's kind of my life now is just sort of school um, teaching Pilates uh, for the education technology company I, I make videos. So I go in a studio That's and make cool. like SAT, ACT prep videos and math videos for curriculum. The company makes math curriculum for uh, middle school and high school. And then, um, and then yeah, I tell you, uh, this is my last semester of classes because I started grad school during COVID. I boatloaded up on classes the last year. Um, so for my PhD, nice. the rest of my credits will just be research after this. So that'll be
1: nice. That's an education nice. man right there. Yeah, it's a book man. Yeah, man. That was a big reason i sold books i don't know if i would have ever
2: sold anything else that's not education related oh yeah brother
1: i love those science books
0: and so the goal (laughs) is to be professor and you want to be a professor professor of math physics or psychiatry
1: um it depends so my
2: degree will be in biomedical engineering so i'll likely be a professor it's honestly it really depends what department you get into right because i could apply for a job that's maybe in psychiatry and they because I do a lot of neuroimaging stuff, so like MRI, uh, fMRI, whoa. functional neuroimaging, and stuff like that. Um, so like, there's people in psychiatry departments who have physics degrees that are, you know, MRI physicists, right? And then there's people in biomedical engineering departments who do kind of stuff that I do. So it really just depends on the school you go to and uh, the research that's being done. So whoa, your lighting. Yeah. it went from like red to blue to like kind of a mixture oh like, yeah
0: yeah, I'm, yeah yeah i'm trying to like it's bright on my face as it gets darker here so it's like hard <laughs> yeah. on my eyes you I've, been at, It'll be a well,
2: I've been
0: staring at the screen all day and this is supposed to have that, that protection on it but i don't think it does my eyes hurt but well you, you can do.
2: you have a blue light filter on your computer and blue light is actually good for you during the day you want it Keeps you up. It'll, oh. It wakes you up. You want blue light. D- but it's D- not doing no. day that much anymore for him.
1: He's uh, going to bed uh, right after this. No,
2: I
0: know. Oh no. man. Hey. No, I'm just it's all good. <laughs> you so, good.
1: You look like you're chilling.
0: Yeah, you're chilling. I'm chilling. Um, so hold on. So you're, you're talking about one of the things you mentioned earlier was that uh, that uh, you're using some of your Southwestern skills for what you're up to now? Is there anything else that's like really helped you? That's really given you that success currently that you can think of?
2: Um, I mean, the the recruiting subjects for studies is direct, you know, it's like I'm calling people, I'm like, I have a list of names in an Excel sheet, and I'm calling people, you know, so that's (laughs) really direct. Um, In turn, and then also like having so interviewing people for a scientific reason is really interesting and at first i i really held back on a lot of the the skills that i always say i'm an introvert that's learned how to be extroverted right you know so like i like held back on a lot of the skills that i learned selling books because you know you don't want to influence people too much when you're doing science right you want them to just be themselves you want to have rich data Uh, for people and their authentic experience of PTSD or depression or whatever they're going through. So you don't want to become too buddy, buddy with them, but you want to become connected enough to where they feel comfortable to share what they've been going through and what they've experienced and kind of explore it with you. Um, So that's been really interesting. And it's been really a balance of like learning, you know, kind of like the analogy when you're selling books, like, you know hitting the gas or the brakes in terms of like when you close when you demo and like you know when you take your time there is definitely that in 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 interviewing people for for studies because there's some people that are closed off or like not necessarily opening up to you and you need to build a little bit more rapport before you like go on and ask them these other questions Mm -hmm. um so that's that's probably the most directly applicable thing other than well, that, it's mostly just life shit, you know, like making a schedule every week and, oh, you know, right. like doing doing stuff like that, like habits that I picked up from my time selling books and recruiting. Yeah.
1: Well what said, sir. So. Yeah.
2: schedule is your lifeline. It is, man. Oh yeah. That's literally like the, the most fancy way to say is like how you spend your time is like, it shows your values.
1: Hmm.
2: You know, like nothing shows your values and your priorities more than your schedule. It's like, what are you doing? All right. That shows what you care about. Day by day. Of course.
0: Yeah, of course. We can we can just quit. And you can just take over hosting this if you want <laughs>
2: hey, 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 the way. Now nah, man, I like I like talking. And one of my favorite things to do is just talk to people. I like talking man. to people that I think differently than and, and just talking to everybody. So that's why when he Nick it was like, Hey, be on the podcast, I was like, For sure.
1: I
0: love talking. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, Hell yeah. Duh. Heck yeah, man. All right. Well then uh, so, uh, let me uh let me well, Nick, you were gonna say something?
1: I was just gonna say it's it's really cool having you share your story. And um, I've always been more of like an education, you know, minded person myself. So I didn't sell all the books, but I learned everything that I couldn't learn from the classroom like you talked yeah. about. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And being able to apply it directly in my job, you know, every You're still day. still knocking on doors. Yeah, I know, it's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. and I'm, you know, living, living a cool dream with Andres here in this little podcast of ours that's, uh, yes, of course, now monetized. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the next people in a minute. <laughs> but
2: You're bought yeah. and paid for. Yes, we are.
1: <laughs> and we're happy to say that... Uh, not slowing down anytime soon so oh yeah it's uh it's been really cool to have people like you on tell your story man um i don't know if you have like anything that you wrote down i think you wrote yeah some things yeah 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 well what do you so i wrote down a few things i wrote down
2: some pony stories i wrote down some weird stories we already talked about zeroing out for like nine days oh yeah um, well i have some funny caffeine stories like okay. one of the half ones that i told mm-hmm. you because uh every summer i wouldn't drink caffeine until i needed to oh yeah you know what i mean so <laughs> i would hit like a middle point of the summer and then i drink a bang or something and like become the hulk and i'd be like ah! you know <laughs> what um, everybody likes about the
0: way I do business yes yeah, basically. <laughs>
2: pretty much um yeah man but honestly we talked about so- some of stuff on here
0: this is good. And this It comes out yeah. naturally. That's the whole point of this. We don't do any yeah, pre-approach on yeah. any of our guests because it's like, let me just talk to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: that's yeah. I heard part. that on uh, Kate's podcast where you're like, I want to learn about people as I talk to them. And I'm like, yeah, because that's how a conversation goes. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how this <laughs> works. If I, if I
0: know what to expect from you, like, I mean, I, I, there's people that I've had on that I already knew previously. So then it's yeah. more like a let's catch up episode. And that's good yeah. too, right? Yeah. But there's like even people I knew who told stories that I'm like, I didn't know that like, yeah, yeah. that's the best part. It's fun. We all
1: do so much shit in our day. Like there's so much life that happens every corner of every job of every year in school, every experience at all these get backs, like, you know, all these places that we go and we all share these connections. It's like, I don't know. It's really cool to. I like that right here. So
0: that's right right anyway. so yeah so maybe it's time for the pony story while well, you think about it and figure out which ones you want to say you can tell yeah. as many as you want we're not like yeah. you know it's not like you have we're to no say rush. two or three we're not rush uh, and people tune in for the pony stories anyway as well so that's that's <laughs> good that's and it's any good pony story is good here uh, yeah. but while you're picking a couple of the, or the ones that you want to talk about let me let me yeah. give you a little bit of our a word from our sponsors so this is exciting I'm excited to announce this one because uh, Pat Roach has been a fan of the show since like way back. He, when he came on the show, he was like, I've listened to every single one of your episodes. You guys are killing it. And so, <laughs> and so we loved having Pat on. And uh, he's one of the first few people we asked to see if they'd be interested in partnering with us so we can help each other grow. And so um, this next, in 2022, they're coming up on 15 years of uh, you know business, which is insane. Pat Pat is like a super interesting human being because he started, uh Southwestern Real Estate, without any knowledge about the market, about the industry, at a time where it was about to like gonna crash, right? Like a year later, right? And he just became a student of the game. Uh, he he went out and just started like really learning from people who were top in the industry. He he did his homework. He he did his pre approach, and then it just kind of blew up. Now they're in like a bunch of different cities. Nebraska. They're in Florida obviously, uh, in uh, Illinois, uh, Tennessee, Texas, they're opening in Colorado in January. So, um,
1: Gainesville, Florida.
0: Gainesville. Yeah. We I got a yeah. family
2: who like were the parents <laughs> of somebody who works for Southwestern. Yeah.
0: So, so it's crazy. And he created, he created like the, the great parts about the culture of the internship and kind of like Added his own just to it, and so now it's like a pretty solid environment to be at. So, um, one of the things that if you guys, if somebody out there, if you're listening, and if you're, if especially if you're an alumni, and you're like, "Man, I need something to do. Maybe, maybe full time or part time. I'm interested in talking to Pat about how to do this." He he. He's looking. We're always looking for a good a book. People who who want to uh, who want to maybe give it a shot. It's pretty low bar to entry. That's one of the benefits of it. It's pretty easy to get into the business. And uh, the people that fail, there's a high failure rate because people can handle like the the pressure or the hours or the demos or the attitude. But with book people, it obviously like works really well because of that because they have tend to have a, a an emotional intelligence that's good for the job. So. Um, if you like the experience of the internship, but you want to try it with something different, maybe with happy people, maybe like the Property Brothers, but better looking people, <laughs> that's yeah. the spot. And uh, for sure, the one thing that Pat for sure wanted to let, let you guys know is that they've been drama ninety nine percent drama free since two thousand seven since they started ninety nine <laughs> percent drama free. So yeah. yeah, heck yeah! So that's so that's one of our new partners, and we're excited about that. Shout out to uh, check out them. the
1: episodes from some of uh, those realtors like Meredith. Like yeah. uh, Sydney and Dove, uh, and gosh, who else? Uh,
0: Chris Q. Chris Q. On that we had uh, Grant Greeter's coming up on yeah. on on, so that, that's pretty good. So anyway, yeah, check them out. And then our Pat second, himself, so. our set, yeah, that's right. Pat is the Pat Roach episode is amazing to just go listen to okay. in it its own. So if you want an I inspiration on that, I listen
2: to it. I listen to his advanced sales so much.
0: That's right. That's right. It's, great. That's right. Yeah. it's amazing. It's also, if you guys are curious great. or want to learn a little bit more about our career with Southwestern real estate, just reach out to us on our Instagram or Facebook or DM one, one of us on, on social media, and then we'll get you hooked up with Pat. Um, so that's that excited about that one. And then also, we also partnered up with, uh, Martin cow. Um, and yeah, well, Martin and Lucas, um, um, uh, bus yeah. I can't pronounce, bus but bu, i can't pronounce his last name man i i want i don't want to butcher it martin cow and then lucas Bis, Biscop. Biscop. Biscop, that's i didn't want to say the wrong Biscop. word <laughs> Biscop. i'm it's yeah. a hard name to say um but yeah. yeah they are awesome man they started a dj business and so yeah, yeah. they are crushing it and they are about to do GRS for the first time ever a DJ is going to do GRS and so they're crushing, crushing, crushing. So they're, uh, if you guys are looking for wanted to keep it in home and want a DJ for your next event, whether it's like, uh, you know, a wedding, anniversary, whatever it is that you need to DJ for, contact us and we can get you hooked up with those guys for sure. So on that note... Uh, Also, we also wanted to shout out because Naomi just reminded me, she texted me. uh, Shout out to Angie Quinones, Jacob Levine, Colin Appel. Uh, Am I missing anybody else? They are the most recent people to join The Stable, which is where the ponies live on Facebook. So if you want access to that, uh, make sure you donate on Patreon. You can check out the different tiers on there. Link in the bio. And now, it's time for the pony story. Or stories. So...
2: If I had uh I'm thinking of like my first summer, my first pony. So my first pony was uh <laughs> a guy named Robin Hicks in oh, Indiana. Wow. Okay. And uh he was a <laughs> minor. he was a miner. Like literally he's like, I've been like mining, you know, in the mine shaft oh, since shit. I was like twelve. Like Damn. he was like a hardcore dude. And at this point he had like, he would work like four or five months out of the year. And then he'd just like hang out at home and go hunting and on hunting trips and stuff for like the rest of the year. And he was a cool guy. And I remember I was, uh, it was the end of my, well, it would have been my third week. Right. So I zeroed out until like my second Thursday. And then like the following Saturday, I remember I was, uh, tying my bike up to a stop sign. And I remember he was outside and he like walked up to me cause the stop sign was kind of on like the corner of his property. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like talking to him and he's like, well, I have like eight grandkids that come over after school. I'm like, I don't get this new math. And I was just like, Ugh, you, know, just like yeah. right. you know, like, all right, you know. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty much, I was like, ah! You know, and, uh, and I Funny went, you should but, say that. <laughs> and I oh, showed yeah. him. Uh, I showed him everything essentially like the kids library and uh the sixth book uh because like his oldest grandchild was like 10 or 11 and um I showed him everything and then he was like all right what if I get everything except for the my books he was like I already have a lot of books like that so like what if I got everything and I was just like astonished and I remember like getting my calculator and I was like <laughs> you know, it'd be like 900 dollars, and then he was like can i give you half today and i was
1: like yeah you give me half
2: today and uh and yeah so that nice. was that was my first pony uh Very cool. my dude, uh that
0: is a straight up definition oh, dude.
2: <laughs> so also he said uh i remember sliding in like the steak dinner joke you know like whenever yeah. i come back with the totally. books and he said he would and then I remember I delivered his books and he was just, and I was like, where's my steak dinner? And he was just like, oh, you're serious? And I was like, I wasn't like, I was really, but like, kinda. You know, <laughs> you know? And, and I was messing with him and he was like, come back here tonight at 8.30. And I was like, all what? right. And I came back and his, him and his wife, we had like a steak dinner and they made brownies and like, wow. it was awesome. It Very was cool. super cool. Whoa. Um, yeah, so cool. that, so it was super fun. Um, I don't know another another story that because a lot of stories that pop out to me were from like my first summer and then my first <laughs> couple summers, my, uh my first day that I really felt like I understood what it was like to have a, a good attitude was my so I had a sale, I had my first sale like that Thursday. And then the following like Thursday or Wednesday or one of the days the following week, I was just eating shit. I had like two sit downs until like four o'clock in the afternoon and I got rained on and my feet were messed up and they're all wet. I was a walker, you know, so I was just like all gross. Yeah. And then I remember I like, it was like four in the afternoon and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just started running to like every house just started sprinting. And then, uh, and then I sold to the next six people I saw, you know, Whoa. and, uh, <laughs> and, what? I just, like, and I just hit it. And, uh, and that was one of the first days where I was just like, you know, kind of proving myself wrong where like, at the end of the day, I was like, damn it, it works. You yeah. know, like, ah, you know, like it was one of those things where it's like, now it's my fault if I don't do well, right. you know, cause like, ah, yeah. it actually works, you know? um yeah. so that was a really good one that was but the trippy
0: part story. is it's always your fault if you don't do well it's just good that you yeah, realize that. yeah
2: i have a i definitely have a philosophy of life where like everything's your fault right. you know what i mean like everything isn't truly your fault but if you always ac- right if you always accept personal responsibility yeah. you always have the opportunity to grow from it and if you don't then you don't you know
1: and personal responsibility grows in a total sense of like appropriating responsibility like you don't blame yourself for things that you know other shitty people might do to you yeah and vice versa you have grace for yourself yeah um in the process of just recognizing we're all making mistakes along the way and you know it's this fall forward fall fast fall often, fail yeah forward fast and often right yeah where we're we're growing through these mistakes that you know we kind of do on purpose (laughs) it's kind of of weird how you get so intentional with it with all these like i had a 72 page you know seven step outline (laughs) it was crazy you wrote a book my dude yeah Yeah. (laughs) a novelette or something like that right and that's uh happened look at all these goals (laughs) oh yeah and then i can't sell books because of yeah, what it, yeah, all those goals. Check well, out the, episode 39, I believe, with Manny Gregor. Story for another time. Story for that You for another time. Yeah. For, that for episode. A, time. There
0: was a there is was, There was also the idea of like, if it's not your fault, it's your problem, right? So sometimes things, yeah. it wasn't because of you, but here we are. And so it's like, yeah. okay, still taking ownership and that is important too. That's huge.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, a, it was really like Dave Chappelle. He has like a bit where he's just like, I'm a victim blamer. And he's talking about like Rihanna and he's like, Chris Brown beat up Rihanna. And he's like, my first question is like, well, what did she do? (laughs) It's like, it's an awful (laughs) joke, right? It's like super offensive. But it's like, the whole point is like, if you always take responsibility, even if it's not your fault, then you can have a chance to grow from it, right? You just can't take it fully personally. You have to just like analytically be like, okay, what could I have done different? Even if it's not my fault, like what could I have Mm. done different? You know, proactively
1: Mm. to like prevent this from happening. Because yeah. you start to ask, how did that person get there? And in that journey, I mean, every human has terrible toxic behavior that may default out without them even thinking they fall no. unconscious to it. No. But it comes from somewhere. You know, it's, it's all habits and mm. all this whole like, deeply woven psyche that we learn about when learning about habits and talking to people yeah. all ages, all socio economic yeah. backgrounds, for sure.
0: It's a it's a good thing we're recording this. Somebody go back and quote Nick after this. That was baller. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, well, yeah. Damn. So yeah, that was the story about learning about attitude. Nice.
1: But yeah. Story. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely man. for sure. So, cool. You got some more
1: stories you got?
2: I'm trying to think if I have like See I have know, a lot written down there. I know. I know. But we've actually like a lot of the the stuff I've I've talked about on here. I've like, show the camera what you're writing it on. This uh, is cool. This is a remarkable. It's oh, a I've
0: seen this. My brother's got one of these.
2: It's a paper tablet. If you don't have it, it's yeah. fantastic. I it's don't have cool. any notebooks anymore. It has mm-hmm. now it has drive and Dropbox connectivity, which is bomb, but it feels like uh it's like an e-canvas display. So like you're writing on uh this isn't one of the sponsors, but like you're writing <laughs> on, us, said, we're
0: not sponsored by remark. You're not
2: right you're writing it's like you're writing on paper but you're writing on a tablet that's cool I and to it also that yeah it doesn't have any apps or any connectivity yeah. which might seem like a downside but it's more so you can focus yeah my um, brother has like, it he loves it it's great man it's great yeah. i uh i looked into it for a year or two before i actually like jumped on it and bought it um and it's definitely worth it so it's good that's cool. yeah um
0: okay. trying to
2: think of stories well I want- if Yeah.
0: Well, since if you can't think of one, I do have a question for you that might be good for for like a drop mic drop lesson or that from your words, because you're speaking really eloquently and really wisely. So I I appreciate how you how you're, you know, bringing up your experience. Um, Earlier on, you mentioned we said we didn't really get too much into it, but you kind of touched on it where it was like I was in a really bad place. Mm hmm and it seems like you're doing pretty well. I mean, at least the way that I'm talking to you you seem pretty uh, motivated by what you're doing. You seem pretty happy with like the life that you're living currently. I mean, at least right now it seems. And so what, how did you turn that around? How did you? How did you what did you latch onto to go from there to here? Because it seems like that was kind of a low point, And it seems like you're trending upwards, if not doing pretty, pretty happily.
2: Yeah. Um, it was definitely a, a realization. I haven't been fully like depressed since I sold books my first summer. Hmm. You know, just, I haven't been able to because you, you learn all of the things you need to do to be happy, you know? So it's like, you no longer have an excuse. It's like, I know I just need to change how I talk about myself and the things that I do every day. And I need to change uh, the people that I'm around and it's like, you have no more excuses because it kind of just rips the bandaid off and, and just exposes the wound of like, but regardless of what the wound is, like this will fix it. These things like goals, self-talk, directed behavior, all these things. Um, so yeah, schedule, right? That's the, again, it's like how you spend your time. It's your values. It's Habits. a direct representation of your values. And uh, so for me, I was definitely, um, I don't know. I think, uh, so again, Mark Rao again, pile of shit philosophy right so he has this pile of shit philosophy where this comes up a lot in my life um, and it's like a lot of people want to uh everybody's dealt a pile of shit whether it's like some people have family issues some people have uh, physical disabilities some people have mental disabilities everybody has a pile of shit in their life that they have to deal with and a lot of people some people can't really help it because i brought up like you know mental disabilities and stuff like that but for the people that can help it they want So a lot of people want to spread their shit really thin layer their whole life right and, and mark Rao was like nah i want to you need to layer that shit thick until like you're like 30 or 35 then you dealt with all of your shit and you're like done you know hmm. um so so a lot for me was uh my pile of shit was relationships right you know my parents divorced when i was five i never really saw a successful relationship my mom had a boyfriend she wasn't really happy my dad's had a string of relationships he's never you know really had anything stable like that um so it was, it was more or less just like my pile of shit was relationships and i would always fuck them up and i was like oh you're a bad person you know, and I believe that firmly. My like for all of high school, I was like, "You're, you're just terrible." I was like, "You're an asshole, dude. That's just who you are." You know, and so whenever I sold books, I kind of realized analytically, like, "Oh, like, why do we do self talk? Why do they tell us to say three positive things when something bad happens?" I'm like, "Because you're literally rewiring your brain. Because whenever something bad happens, you think bad stuff. But if you think good stuff for a year." then your first thought will be good when bad stuff happens and you'll be less stressed and you can Mm. cope better. Right. So I like started realizing that all of these things were actually, uh, and that's one of like my my favorite parts of life right now, being in a scientific realm is like a lot of the things that I learn about in terms of psychology and psychiatry, like this, the practices that I learned in Southwestern are backed by the, by science, (laughs) right? Like a lot of them are. and um, So part of it was just learning a lot of those, like logical things with like, oh no, like you don't suck because you're inherently a bad person. Like you've just been being a piece of crap. And like, you need, to, you need to make better decisions in this realm of your life and you need to have goals. And like, yeah, like you're really content doing the minimum effort, but like, are you happy? You know, and like asking a lot of those questions and um, through selling books and just through being around people that were go-getters and like holding themselves accountable, like now I do. You know, and now now I am happy. I am happy with where I'm at in life and and I'm happy with with what I'm doing every day and and every day that I wake up and and uh, whether it's like teaching Pilates or like filming videos or like researching the brain, it's like I fucking love everything that I do, you know, and and a lot of it is uh, possible because of the shit that I've learned. You know uh selling books and and just transferring it it's kind of the quote like you you may not get paid for the work you do today but you will eventually or whatever that quote is right right um it's like i'm getting paid for it every day you know now um it's definitely paying off and and i enjoy it yeah
0: yeah i relate (laughs) that's awesome man yeah see that that's pony store right there oh yeah that's awesome bro well damn dude thank you so much uh thanks for being on
2: of course man thanks
0: anytime. for hopping oh uh, that it. was so fun we might have to bring you back on so we could talk about nerd about math or something
2: oh dude or dude, anytime or <laughs> we'll bring you back I'll when you're a doctor more notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll bring you back when you're a doctor Clark
2: oh please hit me up in like three years I'll be Dr Bob
1: we dr bob Doctor bob dr bird, <laughs> <laughs> dr. bird. Uh,
0: yeah dr. man Robert. well hey as we wrap up one more last things so i'm going to make a couple announcements and nick you can give us who's coming up next folks stay tuned because we're going to share again all the, anything that you missed at the beginning basically um we are now sponsored which is yay we got some pretty big names coming up yay we have this is the big one stable if you have not joined the stable and want to have access to exclusive merch and a bunch of other cool perks Go to our Patreon and our links and on Instagram and you can go and uh, support us because we're going all the way. So, um, and then finally, of course, merch. Look at this sweatshirt. Look at this hat. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Also, yeah, it comes in different colors. So we got that blue and we got that red. There we go. Blue and we got red. Nick, who who do we got coming up?
1: Yeah, so for this Sunday, the 7th, first of all, thanks again, of course, Robert. Yeah. It's been a pleasure hanging out with me and of course. excited to spend some time and see you finish up your degree and all that stuff here in Gainesville. It's awesome. So Rebecca and Patrick Samuels are here this upcoming some uh, Sunday, the 7th. at uh, That is 5 p.m. Central Time um, this following Thursday is Alex black. That'll be awesome. another impressive yeah. interview an oh, amazing yeah. on 11, 11 at, uh, that'll be at 7 PM. That'll 7. be 7. crazy. Ah, oh, I love that. That's man. gonna be crazy. I, I work with him every day. So he's awesome. He's great. So it's yeah. gonna be crazy. Then, uh, the Sunday, the 14th after that, Claire McLick. um, uh, think I'm saying that wrong. Uh, <laughs> I might be saying that wrong. Hope I'm saying it right. But uh, she went to Mizzou, Um, she knows a bunch of people from the old force uh, Mizzou days back in the day, so she'll be awesome to have on uh, Sunday at 3pm central and then Jim Potts Thursday 7pm. Old uh, '60s, book slinger. Oh wow! Right, legend. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: He's gonna share about how it was like to sell in the '60s, what, dude. That's what? Really what else crazy. is he
1: in? What is? What is he involved in on base?
0: Um, um, I want to make sure I don't I get this wrong.
1: Pat Pat brought this up earlier in the week. Jim Pat. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can't remember exactly. I don't want to want to butcher it.
1: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> He's important, so Google it. Yeah. 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 Sorry, so,
0: yeah. I, bl- I blanked. I blanked. I apologize. So, so yeah,
1: and then we got Grant greeter right before Thanksgiving for a special let's go. Sizzler episode, which get your Sizzler shred on if you want to jump on late with Elevate. Take the elevator, not the stairs. No, I'm just kidding. We we like you, Rory. We hope you're on our podcast someday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Elevate, Seth and uh, Zane, excited to kick my own butt. Um, doing their fitness for us for the next 12 months. So. We're going to look
0: jacked for Bisler. So that's exciting. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Robert, you coming to bizzler
1: I don't know,
2: man. A grad school doesn't pay you a lot. So I'm broke. Oh, that's fair. We'll, that's we'll fair. We'll see.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yes. We'll He's doing uh, we'll Tai
1: Chi we'll... and yoga for free by teaching it. Yeah. yeah, yeah so That's <laughs> how I, see I get what to do can, yoga and yeah. Pilates for free. Oh, Pilates. I'm sorry. Let's yeah.
0: see. Let's see let's uh let's uh let's see the the bizzler bods either way by uh by that time <laughs> okay. so on that note cool guys well we're gonna wrap it up uh, my name is andres gamble albera nick Tiverdi was with me today and we talked to robert claire such a cool episode thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom and we'll catch you folks on the next one peace
2: see you, everybody